Welcome to the Platform Podcast. My name is Amrit Rai, Director and Head Recruiter of Platform Sports Management. We help athletes secure sports scholarships within the American college system. The purpose of this podcast is to educate parents and athletes about the soccer college system. In this show, we are very excited to have an NCAA Division One soccer coach from Syracuse University joining us today. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to today's platform podcast. We have a very special guest today. It's not very often where you get a Division One college coach talking with you, but today we do. We've got assistant coach Sean Lawler of Syracuse University from the men's soccer team. Welcome, Sean. How are we doing? Pleasure to be on. Appreciate you having me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Sean, so much for joining us. We're very excited to speak with you today and give a lot of athletes some inside information into the college system. So, so Sean, tell us about when you started playing soccer and what, what made you want to be a college coach? Uh, you know, like every other um, person that pretty much lives in England, I've been playing since I was oh, since I was five, five, four, five years old. Right. My dad used to take me down to the local club, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, nice. Uh, and ended up... Ended up playing at a decent level, um, just short of being a professional soccer player. Wow. Uh, and then, so, uh, once my apprenticeship ended at um, at Blackpool, uh, I was not offered a professional contract. I uh, decided to look at different avenues and ended up um, talking to a guy um, at a, a college that I went to as part of my apprenticeship. And they were talking about America, and that's how it came all it all came about. And then one thing led to another. I spoke to a couple of people, and the assistant coach at the school that I went to, Lemoyne College, which is actually based as uh, as well here in Syracuse, New York, was from Blackpool, uh, is where I'm wow. originally from in England, and um, uh, trusted him. Um, ended up. Um, believing in him and speaking to the coach and enjoyed what I heard and decided, yeah, my, uh, my next, my next step in life would be a, uh, a four year stint in America that has yeah. ended up being 12 and hopefully a lot more. So, wow, that's fantastic. So, so you played, um, college as well for four years. So you went to Lemoyne. How was that experience as a college athlete? It was great. It was, uh, it's everything that um, that I expected and a whole lot more. Um, you are playing soccer uh, and also getting a fantastic education. Yeah, uh, I had not been in school for a good while, so I actually enjoyed um, the challenge uh, of relearning, enjoyed the learning piece and becoming um, – a more educated, more well-round person instead of just being uh, fully focused on soccer. Like the soccer piece was great too. You train every single day. Yeah. Uh, uh, you become a better athlete. Uh, certainly over here, the uh, the sports science was way in advance of what I saw. Um, but in England, even at the uh, Division Two level is where I played, which was fantastic. And um, yeah, had a really, really good experience. Ended up being very successful as a team, uh, and obviously on a personal note too. But most, uh, more importantly, as a team. So absolutely, and 
as you just mentioned before, you know, you, you came from England to America and you went straight into college for four years. List, people listening to this podcast today, a lot of them are going to be international athletes. Please share some insight into how it was when you transferred from England to the States. What was your first impression of America and, um, you know, what was the transition difficulties, if any, that you faced? Um. I was in a I was in a spot in my life where uh, I needed change. Um, not trying to go too deep, but um, I was I was in a space where I probably could have gone to anywhere and uh, would have embraced it. I did I did get homesick uh, my second year as uh, which is funny because my first year I, I that was probably most of the time when people start missing home a little bit, you know. Um, but because of the newness of it, when I first got there, um, obviously it's new. Obviously, um, it's difficult because of all the paperwork um, and legal stuff that you have to do pre uh, pre college, and then you go, then you come over here. You have to really start your life again. You know, like the small things, like you got to get a phone, which is hard because you don't have a social security number. So. Then you've got to find ways of how do you get a phone. Uh, it's a lot easier now because all you do is just get uh, an iPhone and just use the internet. Uh, right. Whereas when I was in college, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's only it's only well ten years ago, but the we didn't have Skype. Like Skype wasn't a regular thing back then. Yeah. Um, it was a lot tougher, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the challenges are still the same. Like you're still going to miss home. You're still going to miss family and friends. Yeah. Um, you're still going to miss the everyday life of what you were, what you were accustomed to. Um, it's just, I found those little things more difficult, like setting up a bank account, set, buying, getting a phone, getting around because, um, because America's so much bigger and the transport system is a lot different to where it, it's not as easily accessible as it was uh back in england so um yeah, for sure just the small things just the small things like that and then um the holiday piece where you know people go home for thanksgiving the local boys now sometimes like i used to go home with them but still they get to see their family you're not with your family um so but overall overall um those are the challenges the small challenges but once that's all settled then um, it's just the everyday challenges that you would you would face whether you're in America, New Zealand, England, or anywhere in the world that wherever you are from. So, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I totally agree with you. And you know, like this is you know athletes packing their bags and heading to America to chase a sports scholarship. You know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's tough. It's a grind. You know, you, you're facing. Mm-hmm not just, you know, academic challenges, et cetera, but you're chasing mental challenges as well, um, you know, and it, it can be really tough. But, you know, it's fantastic that, you know, colleges like yourself, you know, you create that very special bond between the coach and the athlete where, you know, you guys become like one big family. And, you know, that that must be easier for you. Like when you went to Lemoyne University coming from England, I bet that your coaches, you know, would really looked after you, um, et cetera. Is that something that you guys do at Syracuse University? Do you guys have that special attachment to your athletes and you make sure that you're not just their soccer coach but their mentor and their friend? 
Uh, yeah, to a point. Uh, to a point, obviously, uh, the coach-player relationship is um, is a unique one um, because, especially as an assistant coach, you have to you you can't break uh, like you're not a player, so you there there are boundaries. Yeah, hundred percent professional boundaries, right? Ab- absolutely. So uh, I am not going out to. Uh, a restaurant with you most likely not every week anyway maybe on a maybe on a rare occasion if you need to talk and uh uh per NCA rules you are allowed the odd occasion where a meal for certain situations but um that rarely has happened to me in my in my career I don't think it's ever happened so um yeah but I'll use my experience to help the guys obviously yeah. uh, I, I and so did the coaches when I was there uh, at school and um yeah it's I've been there I've seen it I've done it and um being away from home whether you are even in America like America is a big place man and um a lot of our kids aren't from 20 minutes down the road they are from 4 hours away 3 hours away 6 hours away uh, on a flight even so it's um they're still away from home even though they're in the same country and um yeah i i, I pride myself on building relationships with my players and um and I always have done just because like you said like i i've seen the ba- i've seen both sides i've been the best player on the team uh like the the, the most coveted and i've also been a guy that has not been wanted, and so it's. I've I've seen both sides. I've seen the middle. I've seen pretty much everything as a player. So I was, um, I've brought that into my coaching and tried to um, bring that across to to the guys. So fantastic, that's fantastic. And so, being an international person like yourself, just like I am, being here in New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, how are the colleges in America different to um, international colleges? Uh, what are the big significant differences that you found? Uh, sport matters here a lot. Uh, they invest a lot of money here in the states. Um, I, I don't like you. Just got to go online and see. I don't know. My biggest thing when I came over here was turning on the TV on a Saturday morning and seeing college football live. It's a morning <laughs> show here. And yeah. there is 20,000 people at the game day um, presentation before the game's even happening. And the game is not till 8 o'clock at night. And this is at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then you <laughs> go to some stadiums and you see 100,000 yeah, 100, people at stadiums and then 100,000 people in the, in the parking lot uh, just watching the game outside just because they want to be part of the atmosphere. Um, they They... Sport matters here. They invest in sport, whether it's at the high school level, um, the club level, uh, and the college level here. It's, um, that's the big difference. That's the big difference. Now, yeah. the closest, I would say, is probably, I think, Australia is what I – but, I, again, I have never experienced this. So um, Australia uh, has a uh, – I wouldn't say similar – but on the same lines as the NCA, but um, is from what I've been told, but it's nothing like. Um, I guess, like, 
just having a big dog like the NCAA pumping so much money into the college system and building these amazing resources and facilities and financing yeah. all these athletes, you know, it's just sports on steroids in the States. It's crazy. Um, you know, like some of the universities I've seen in New Zealand and Australia don't have like rehab rooms for athletes. They don't have full-time physios waiting for, for athletes to come in and they don't have like these gyms just specialized for just athletes. You know, it's, right. it's absolutely fantastic uh, what the college system has. And, you know, there's also, you know, big academic advantages. You've got some fantastic universities. I'm pretty sure Syracuse is ranked one of the top, one of your top programs in the country is communications. Is that right? That is right, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some amazing programs there, and um, it's, it's an absolute um, advantage for people that want to do sport, uh, in, in our view, in our opinion. I guess that's why, you know, in college soccer, there's over 75,000 student athletes each year um, in the college system competing and growing, you know. It's just getting mm -hmm. bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, being yourself and being on the recruitment side at Syracuse University, what sort of things do you look for in athletes where, when you come across your profile? What sort of things do you find in athletes when you're recruiting them? Uh, a whole range of things. Um, a whole range of things from the playing side. Um, everyone has um, – everybody has a different – mindset of how the game looks right i mean that's the beauty of soccer um if like if everyone played like pep guardiola uh it would be boring pep yeah. guardiola would not be <laughs> such a big star because um everyone plays like that but uh you yeah. don't you have different types different styles um college certainly has different styles within conferences never mind the whole of the uh the nca but um, right so on a specific side, do I, I, I look for the players. Um, obviously, I'm not the head coach. My head coach wants a certain type of player or a player that he enjoy, he, he wants to work with. Um, you have to be, um, dis obviously, a talented football player, a soccer player, um, uh, whatever in, in, in whatever regard, whether you are a, a top defender or a top class defensive midfielder or a fast winger or a striker, like obviously, you know, I don't have to tell you what I, what we like in that. Like, if if you're a striker, you need to score goals. Obviously, if you're a great defender, you need to be a great defender. Um, obviously, you know, the list goes on. But um, you need to be ready for the day to day. Um, this is a professional environment like you said people spend a lot of money on these with resources etc etc um you just can't get paid we provide everything for you from athletic trainers absolutely uh, uh not just us everybody in the nca whether you are 206th in the nation to number one everybody uh provides athletic trainers top athletic trainers um sports scientists uh strength and conditioning coaches and then obviously the yeah. soccer coaches on top of that and then most i would say now are starting to invest in the the mental side where yeah, psychology 100%. and stuff like that um so you can't come in here thinking it's just a little a four-year vacation because yeah. um it, it isn't it isn't it's not man it's a grind yeah it, it, it's a it's it's going to be a fun adventure 
but it's also it's not easy you yeah. have to like like everything in life if you want it there's got to be sacrifices made uh, you've got to be prepared for that as a recruit a uh, potential student athlete or a up and coming student athlete uh, you also have to um you've got to be ready to travel and miss uh and get in get uh, go to training in, on a day to day whereas normal students don't have to do that they just go to school and then the social scene starts whereas absolutely yeah you have to go to the athletic trainer and prepare your body for what's going on then now nowadays you've got pre-activation which also takes 15 to 20 minutes and then you go to training and then you've got the warm up technical and then you've got the training and then you've got to go uh, on, and study. Yeah, and then you've got to go study on top of that and do your homework and stuff like that. And then on the road, you might not be getting in till 1, 2 a.m. in the morning on a Tuesday night. And you've got, uh, well, it'd be Wednesday morning, and then you've got to go to class that next day. Normal students don't get that. Yeah. Um, but there's also other benefits. Uh, you get academic support. You get... Um, you get treatment, you get uh, to, to help your body, um, and you get that label of a student athlete, which is a pretty cool, a pretty cool um, label to have, especially um, Division One. It's one point, I think it was under 2% of uh, people in America become, um, become a Division One athlete. So that's a small wow. percentage. And so if you are lucky enough to have that, which obviously I was not, um, you are, you are doing something right. And then, but then it's just the beginning. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's amazing. It's not, it's not an easy task being a student athlete. It's really tough, but you know, you're giving yourself such an amazing opportunity, aren't you? So, you know, like competing and working hard and doing the best you can, you never know. You never know who's sitting on the sideline watching the games. You might get an MLS scout sitting there for all I know. So, you know, it's, it's an amazing opportunities that these student athletes can get if they put in the work and work hard. Um, and I guess that's the beauty about the college system, isn't it? It's The college system is so big. Uh, you know, they've got, you know, Division One, Division Two, Division Three, Junior College, NAIA. There's mm. so many different avenues that athletes can go depending on what focus they are, whether they're just solely academic, whether they want the sort of soccer and the social scene and the academic fine balance, or whether they want to go very soccer orientated into a strong soccer program you know what i mean so you know there's so many different avenues that players can go and you know if they want to go down an avenue like yours you know they've got to work they've got to put in the work 100 percent um when you're looking at athletes sean do you do you follow up on references and what kind of video do you want to see from athletes that's a good question um the video piece is something that i uh I so probably on a day to day basis, I probably get about uh, about ten a day, maybe more than that. Um, like there, there is people from every corner of this globe um, wanting to come to America and wanting to play NCA soccer. Um, so that is that is part of the challenge. Um, and for us, obviously it's a good thing that we get so many videos and I pride myself on trying to watch every single one of them, um, because they've put in the time to do all this. I am going to put in the time to, 
to at least analyze it on a bit on a on a on a basis. Um, for internationals, it's pretty much the most primary way of getting noticed. Yeah, um, for sure, right? It is because we budgets obviously um, are tight at times, and so there are especially going to New Zealand is not cheap, or Australia is not no, cheap. No, it's not, um, man. It's especially not. from us. Um, so you have to um, just put your best foot forward. Um, so for someone like, you know, using the services that you that you provide is a great way because you obviously build relationships with coaches. And um, and so we rely heavily on, on, on you guys to, one, educate us on the level of what it is, uh, like, uh, like the Australian or the New Zealand like uh, youth levels and what they are comparable yeah. to. And um, obviously the same with central Europe for me, obviously England is a lot easier for me to do. Um, Spain and uh, Germany, um, like the Scandinavian countries and stuff like that. Like they are areas that I also need to be, I, I also need to be the, uh, so that's why I use references. Um, yeah, for sure. Sure. We, and yes, we do use references, not just from a playing, not just for, for the level, but character. Um, That's a big one, right? Because you, it's, it's it's, you want to make sure they got the right attitude to come into your environment and, and to be super positive, etc. You don't want someone to be destructive, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, yeah, absolutely. You do not want that. I mean, talking about New Zealand... I've, I've just finished reading the book uh, Legacy from the New Zealand All Blacks. Oh, and one of the greatest. Yeah, and I don't know if I can say they're one of their mottos um, on here, but um, it's it, it, it's uh, it's pretty self-explanatory that you can't be a clown and just go in there. Uh, yeah. and it's the same. It's the same here. We have a small locker room. And we're not a big squad of uh, of a hundred and plus like American football have. Uh, we have between th- like most people have thirty to twenty two, and one person can can kill the chemistry in the locker room. So that chem- uh, so character is also a big one. Uh, work ethic, uh, training habits, uh, how much he wants this. What is he coming? What's the purpose of him coming over here? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Because again, we don't want people coming over here for a four-year vacation, especially if we're investing in you, uh, money-wise. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yes, video and 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 here's a little advice uh, for video: if you are a centre back, for example, I'm a defender, so this is why I always go to defenders. If I'm <laughs> nice. a centre, if you're a centre back, please show me how you defend um like first like and also put your best highlight first don't wait till the end because like i said if you have 10 to 15 a day and and nowadays with the younger coaches like myself coming in like the 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 uh, the concentration span isn't as huge as it, it was once you know like we're in that yeah. six to ten second generation the instagram generation yeah i see a ten first second video on it. everything exactly so hit hit your best highlights at the start if you're a defender show me if you can defend i i I enjoy seeing you pass the ball out the back uh that's obviously very important in the modern game and if i'm a head coach that would be a very important part of how i would play um but 
but yes, please show me the characteristics of what you uh, what your position entails. Uh, like a goalkeeper, please say, please show me how you take crosses. Um, uh, your shot stopping ability. Don't put a four minute video of you passing out from the back from goal kicked, <laughs> and and that and then leave the saves till the end because I'm I've seen enough sideways passes and now yeah. I've moved on. So um, oh, they're my crucial tips uh, for videos. Yeah, and I guess also like making sure that they've got like a full video as well that they compete yes. well against strong competition because that's your next thing that you look at, right? You look at the highlights. You say, yeah, okay, I like what this person can do. I want to see more. So then you get the full video. And, you know, what sort of things you look in a full video? Obviously, you want a wide angle. You don't want everything zoomed up to all the athletes because otherwise yeah. you'll get seasick. Um, yes. You want a wide angle. You want it against strong competition. Is there anything else? Uh, no, that that's it. That that's um, that's that's perfectly fine. Like I don't, you don't need um, you don't need like really loud music on the like on the highlight video. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I enjoy the music, but um, <laughs> you don't need fancy. You don't need fancy videos either. Like, um, uh, but no, that's it really. And then a simple word document with a resume. Um, of, right. of what you achieve so I have it in writing so I can uh, I can hand that over not just the video but I can hand that over to my head coach and say here is this this and this of this player and then I can uh, explain what that means to my head coach and he'll be like, okay perfect and then he has it in writing too so um, absolutely yeah so that is that's it really yeah the big, the, the full-length videos and stuff like that. Yeah, perfect. There's, there's a lot of parents and you know prospective student athletes that want to pursue soccer scholarships, but they haven't had a chance to step foot in an American college and do visits. What is it like? Be uh, like, what's a typical day like for a college student athlete? Um, busy. Uh -huh. You have, you are busy. You have. Um, classes you have, um, what's a normal day? So they wake up, um, they wake up just like everybody else. They will most likely, uh, I've been in two scenarios. They wake up and they, they, they go to practice. And then once practice is finished, they've got school. Um, some people have jobs as well to pay for school. Yeah. Part-time, part-time job. Yep. Um, but on a typical day, they'll wake up, they'll go to class, um, and then they will go to the athletic. They'll, they'll, then they'll come back to uh, wherever the athletic center is. They will prepare their bodies for for training, and um, once they've done that, then they'll head to training. They'll train for about two hours. So overall, you're probably spending about three hours there between. Um, preparing your body and then uh, actually the training piece um, yeah. and then obviously showering and stuff at the end and then some people might have classes at night too um, right and then once that's over uh, they have study hall uh, teams some teams uh, require it some teams don't um, they will and then do homework and go over with academic advisors and tutors what the best way is to, to manage their time. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like some weeks they are on the road. Um, so, for example, um, if you play on a Friday, you might leave on Thursday. So you'll have missed all of Thursday and all of Friday classes. Um, and then you might return on Friday. You might return even on Saturday. Uh, and yeah. then on the next week, you've got an away game on the Tuesday. So you'll be away Monday and Tuesday. And then possibly even Wednesday too, depending on where the game is. So it's there's a there is a, there are some weeks where you like in some months that you miss a lot of class. Um, so this uh, on the resume on the CV, uh, if people normally see a student athlete, they know that person is disciplined uh, with time management and stuff like that because uh, they. They they have to be. You have to be. You have to be organized. You have to wake up. You know where your classes are. Obviously, you know where training is. But then you've got to manage your workload off the field. Uh, not only not only schoolwork, but again to uh, to for your recovery for your body, uh, so you can train the next day and perform at the highest level possible. But also you've got lifts. Um, sometimes we have yoga sessions. Um, right and uh, for recovery and stuff like that so it's all um it's all it's a, like i said it's a busy day man and yeah uh, you play on weekends uh students have weekends off uh regular students uh you play on yeah, weekends. regular students <laughs> yeah re- you are traveling uh so everyone has to have one day off so you'll have one day off a week um but again that's probably loaded with homework and again uh maybe some treatments uh maybe taking ice baths or hot tub or whatever you guys have got to whatever the guys have got to do to to again recover so they can play on when on monday so yeah um that's that's a big it's a big week (laughs) yeah it's it's, a big week especially i mean that's mostly in the season um spring season uh, in the like, obviously January to May is a lot different. You'll have two days off, uh, apart from the month of April where um, you have games. Yeah, um, you'll have uh, the five competition games, which is mainly all in April. So apart from that month, the rest of that is you'll have two days off, which is a lot more time to be one a student prepping for exams and absolutely yeah, prepping for exams. Uh, you have a lot more time to study, a lot more time to be a student, um, and so that's the time. That's really the time for, um, that you 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 feel more like a regular student than you do a student athlete. And I guess, like going back to the the previous question that I asked you, which is what you look for in students. You know, it's really important when you look at the CV whether or not they've achieved well in high school because that shows a lot in their work ethic and their character, right? If they've got very high grades and they're doing very well in their sport, you know they're going to be more than capable to transition into university versus someone that's getting like below par grade and, you know, is a good footballer, they might struggle. And, you know, there's NCAA requirements that athletes have to meet. You know, they've got to meet that 2.3 GPA threshold throughout their whole university career and, Obviously, they've got university grades that they have to maintain to stay in college as well. So, you know, there's a lot to it. Is that something that you look at? Is that when you look at the grades, you know that they're going to be okay in your system? Yes, um, obviously. Um, yeah, it's 
um, it's very important. I mean, you're a student athlete. So you're not an athlete, you are a student athlete. And yep. so, um, and it also like, like go back into like, if you have good grades and you're a very good football, it just shows discipline. So it goes into the character issue, right? Um, you, uh, if you have good grades and you've, and you've played at a high level, then the transition will be a lot easier for you than if somebody came in with a, the minimum requirements, you know, and, but played at a high level. Now the soccer piece would be easy, but it won't be as easy because now you've got to figure out how to do both. Uh, and then there's repercussions for that. You're like, you're not going to get kicked out of high school. Uh, you go to high school and you just move on to the next year, uh, whether you've mm. done well or not. Uh, where at yeah. college, there are repercussions. If you don't do well at school, then you won't play or you won't train and um, lose and, eligibility. Uh, yeah, for eligibility reasons. And so, um, and then there's expectations from different programs on what you should be getting and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's the higher the grades, the higher the um, the chances of you going to be succeeding as a student athlete in America. The, I mean, it, the easier the transition is what I should say. I mean, obviously, yeah, depending on the education, man. if you've got a fantastic education and we're like in Finland and your grades aren't great, that you come over to America and then you like, oh, well, uh, maybe it was comparable. Maybe it was just the system was really tough and he's right. just, or he's just found the niche. Like I, I, I wasn't, fantastic student at school at high school but um my situation is a little different because i had a thirst for learning again um when i when i came over so um but a lot of people thrive over here just because i mean we we uh, the school the, the nca schools um have a support system but there's also that um I think that everyone does it, like you said, does a good job of finding those student athletes that are disciplined both on and off the field. So. Right. And I know like a lot of parents that will be listening to this will be thinking, gosh, like it's so intense at university. But remember, like you've got everything there to succeed, both oh, on soccer and both academically. Academically, you've got the NCAA doing creating like supervised tutorial study that you have to do um they've got tutors available for you you get extensions on assignments if you're away you can you've got catch-up lectures that you get access to it, i guess it's all about the athlete taking responsibility and making sure that the organizational management is is absolutely brilliant um so yeah they've got everything to succeed there and that i think that i talk to a lot of athletes that are in the states right now and i ask them that question you know, how do you manage it? And they said, look, you know, we've got everything to succeed. We just got to front up and do the work. It's that simple. Um, but yeah, man, look, it's been so good talking to you. And before we sign off this podcast, you know, is there any tips that you can give prospective student athletes, whether they're like 15, 16 years old that are thinking about going to the States? Any tips at all? My first tip is definitely try and come to America. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic experience. <laughs> um, yeah, it's absolutely. changed my life. Uh, for the better um it's uh it's a fun it's a um, like you just said it's it's uh it's it's not easy but we're comparing it to a vacation it's a fantastic and it's a fun ride uh any tips work hard at school get the best grades you can um 
keep working on your craft uh like work hard at training and uh and reach out to like reach out and be um not visible because you can't because you're away but just be prominent like reach out to coaches um keep them updated make sure you understand uh do your research on schools um don't just take the first offer um but don't close doors my biggest thing so here's my biggest tip do not close doors on anybody until you have something in, in concrete like I, I see uh, kids f- like going for Division One uh, or certain schools, um, and they're dying for that and dying for that and uh, and hold out and hold out and hold out. And then there may have been a fantastic opportunity elsewhere, maybe Division Two or maybe uh, a lower a lower tier Division One school, but you've held out for one and then it hasn't come about now. Um, so keep all doors open, keep all options open until you have that yeah. concrete. And you never know. Uh, you never know. Like I went to a school in Syracuse, New York, where I couldn't even, I, I didn't even know how to spell Syracuse when I first got out here. <laughs> um, I didn't know anything about the place. Uh, I came because my assistant coach was the, from the same area as me. Um and absolutely loved it. I, I, I am one of the lucky ones. I understand that. And so you have to do your research, but also do not close doors on any options until, you, until you've decided that you want to rule it out. If you don't want to go to the West Coast, then obviously rule out West Coast schools. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, that would be my, my, my biggest tip. Do not close That's doors. amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sean. That is absolutely fantastic advice for student athletes. And I know they're going to get so much from this talk. It's so beneficial. And the more information that athletes have, you know, the better they can make a decision whether or not they want to go to the US. So we really appreciate your time today. We know it's quite late over there uh, where you are right now. Are you going to be uh, heading off to the US Open tennis by any chance? I wish. I wish. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not that far away, but um, I was actually closer when I actually lived in Philadelphia, but uh, it's it's season now, man. We uh, There's no time for anything. <laughs> there is soccer and family, and that's about it as much as we can. So um, <laughs> That's about it. But, nice. All right. I appreciate you having me, though. No, no, thank you, man. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you, and we hope you have a fantastic season. I'm looking forward to keeping updated on all your games um, and checking out your social media as well. And if anyone wants to check out Syracuse University, check it out on Instagram and Facebook and check their website out. Follow their games. It's absolutely fantastic, and you can even live stream their games as well. So thank you so much. All the best this season, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening into today's podcast. We hope you got a lot of information out of that. If you have any questions or you want to inquire about a sports scholarship in America, please check out our website at www.platformsportsmanagement.com. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day.